The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio Network. My name is Sharon Hennepin. Becky's actually in California today, so we actually have a guest co-host in the studio with us today, Yvonne Nydigger. Woohoo! <laughs> and Yvonne is actually a Breast Friends board member. She's a volunteer extraordinaire and a survivor herself. So welcome, Yvonne. Oh, thank you, Sharon. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to, to hopefully reach out to a lot of lovely ladies out there and help them thrive beyond cancer today. Absolutely. So why don't we just um, get to know you a little bit better. Um, tell us your story a little bit. Well, sure. I'm actually a, a, a woman who had been an extremely healthy, active woman all of my life. And um, in 2010, my husband and I took a wonderful cruise to celebrate our upcoming 50th birthdays. And the week after we came back, I felt something suspicious in my left breast. And The next day I was in having a biopsy and within a week I was diagnosed with stage 3 invasive lobular carcinoma. I tell you, these are words that you you never want to hear and once you do, then you get on that entirely crazy roller coaster of fear and all the things that come with it so yeah you have to learn a whole new language oh my gosh I tell (laughs) you and you know I went through everything from chemotherapy to uh, radiation a double mastectomy and reconstruction and I can say now that I have been five years cancer free so yeah we're we're celebrating this year so it was wonderful that's great so you had the full meal deal as they say right they threw everything but the kitchen sink at me and I think there was a sink somewhere in there so (laughs) (laughs) so besides the um, volunteering that you do at Breast Friends. I know sometimes you help us out with some emceeing yeah, at our Survivor Luncheon, which is a great event that we have every October. Oh, you know, I, my mom always said that, you know, stick a quarter in me and away I'd go. I could talk <laughs> to anybody. So it's a gift of gab that has come down through the generations in our family. And, you know, I, I love the fact that the Survivor Luncheon gives us a chance to really reach out and meet our women one-on-one and, and share the joy of life. And that's really what, you know, Breast Friends is all about is making sure our ladies know that they're they're not going through this journey alone, whether it's the beginning at diagnosis or or, you know, when they've thrived beyond and many years into the future. So, yeah, it's a great opportunity to get up there and, and put a microphone in my hand and have a lot of fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> And basically, it's a celebration, isn't it? Just Absolutely. like you were saying, five years, you're celebrating, but we really need to celebrate every day. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's important that we we do that. Um, so this show specifically is about thriving beyond cancer. Um, you know, there's so many things that happen when the doctor says, "Okay, yay, you've got um, your you know you're cured, you're done with your treatment, and I'll see you in three months." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and that's, you know, we want to hear those words, but at the same time, it's so, so scary. I know. It's, it's a strange thing to try to explain that to someone else, but I found a, a wonderful book that I read when I was just after my treatment. And it's actually called After Breast Cancer by Hester Hill Schnipper. And there's a quote in there I'd like to share with you because I I think it's one of the best descriptions of how you feel during that time. Uh, She says, one of my patients described the time of diagnosis as feeling like the perfect storm, full of panic and chaos and terror. The months of treatment that followed, she said, are like riding a barge down a canal, slow but steady, guided from the shore, the route clear and laid out in front of you. But finishing treatment is like coming out the other end of the canal into an open sea. The weather may be placid or stormy, the forecasts are unreliable, and you're on your own to navigate, but navigate you must. And that, to me, kind of says it all. That is what going through the cancer process is. And coming out the other side to have something like our Thriving Beyond program to help you navigate the open sea is so important. Well, and again, it's kind of like... Where did everybody go? You know, it's like once you kind of get that news and your hair's starting to come back if you went through chemo or you're done with those radiation treatments, it's like, wow, where did everybody go? I don't feel like I'm really done, even though the medical piece of the puzzle is is done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I know, uh, you know, it feels like people are going, you know, exit stage right, right? Well, yeah, and I, and I think... <laughs> You know, something that, that, that I always kind of, you know, felt like everybody says, you know, oh, gosh, there's going to be a light at the end of this tunnel. And unfortunately, it's more like a path. And once you're on this path, you don't step off of it. And when you, when you get through treatment, there's just another edge to the path and you've got to start thinking about where am I going now and people don't get that your friends are all kind of done and ready to move on and you know you're still trying to figure out what your new normal is like that term is always used right 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 yeah it's amazing well and I find too that um, when our when our friends and family you know take off like that um, they they do honestly feel like we're done Mm -hmm. but I have talked to so many women through the years that it feels like many of them don't even start the emotional grieving and really processing all the crazy things that they've gone through in the last several months or even year um, until it's kind of over. And then they're kind of left with this, ooh, now what? Yeah, the what's next piece Mm -hmm. to the puzzle. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. So Sharon, I know you do some amazing work with women within the Thriving Beyond program with your workshops and your retreats. Um, Share a little bit about that experience. I know it's so close close to your heart. Oh, absolutely. We we discovered long time ago that there's just this piece that's missing like we mentioned, you know, when the doctor does give you that high sign and in you're kind of feeling like that that uh, boat that you mentioned that that uh, Heather Heather uh, wrote in her book just off in this abyss, you know, you're kind of floating out there by yourself. And so this particular um, we, we do a workshop and a retreat 
that's called Thriving Beyond Cancer that allows you to kind of embrace all of that stuff that you've gone through and then figure out, okay, what's next in my life? And it's based on life coaching principles and exercises. And so we turn quickly to, okay, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? I mean, yes. nobody knows how long we're going to be here. And so um, I, I want to make sure people understand that if you're in that stage it's very normal. It's a very normal thing for you to have to um, to uh, experience. Well, and I know from my own experience, you know, when I was going through my treatment, I was just, you know, I was in control. I had a great team of doctors. I had a wonderful support system around me. But when I got done, I swear I, I wore a path in the rug in my living room pacing because I was so anxious about what was happening. I mm-hmm. couldn't figure out why I was... Now that they said I was cancer-free, I was so nervous and so anxious. Mm-hmm. And it really honestly wasn't until the Thriving Beyond program that I got that validation that this is part of the process, mm-hmm. that uh, almost like a type of PTSD, that you have to get through the whole emotional side of what you've just been through before you can move on to your life. Yeah. And I, I just I think a lot of women get stuck at this point and don't realize that it's okay to feel this way. This is part of the healing process. So, you know, thriving beyond is really a, a perfect term for it. So, yeah, because we don't want to just suffer along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and I think as, as moms and as um, women who are have busy, busy lives and all of a sudden, boom, a cancer strikes us, then it does make a big difference because we're just trying to keep our head above water through that whole time when we're going through the the treatments and healing from the surgeries and all of that and then all of a sudden again you're you're kind of alone and then it's like oh what do I do just wait around for the cancer to come back oh my gosh and that I I think every woman that's been through this you know feels like a ticking bomb when they first get through the diagnosis and treatment and all of that and I can remember I had um, the first time I found the suspicious lump I had a a little little lump in my throat uh, which obviously in normal circumstances I would have just known it was a lymph node that was tender because I was catching a cold but you know your mind immediately goes to oh my gosh is the cancer back you oh, know right away you know and I'm calling my doctor and bless her heart um, she's like come on in I'll take a look and you know it, it's just learning to live with the fact that cancer is always going to be a little a little shadow in the background for mm-hmm. us and and we just have to, to cope yeah and it and it absolutely does allow us and I'll try to take a more positive spin because it allows us to be more aware of what's going on in our body, right? So true. We become very proactive. I know that that as a woman, you know, we sometimes poo-poo things about our bodies. And it's so important um, for all women, whether you've been through cancer or not, to be a proactive member of your medical team. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But that fear of that cancer coming back the fear of recurrence is very real i re- and it's ridiculous but even at i'm a 22 year survivor now at 15 years i remember getting this weird pain in my hip <laughs> 15 called, years later that's right? called getting older <laughs> I, I know and and but again it's so interesting how boom right in front of my face it was the first thing you think about is oh i hope my cancer didn't come back and come in my hip, you know. So 
just like you getting your your lymph node checked, I went ahead and had my my hip x-rayed. It was just some arthritis, like you said. uh, Luckily, (laughs) I was able to go to the chiropractor and get it all taken care of. But again, it's just frightening at the time. And and what I found frightening is that it could be so like in your face all over again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I've <laughs> experienced that myself where I, um, you, you think you're over that, that sense of everything is going to be about cancer. You've put it in the background and it happened to me just this last year where I had to do an ultrasound on a spot that they wanted to make sure was nothing, which we, we thought it was nothing, but just the whole act of going in and having the tests and all that, it just brings it right back. So, you know, I think women need to know out there that it's, it's normal to feel this way. It's okay. <laughs> you just can't live in this world. You right. cannot make this what your focus is. You need to, if you have an experience like this that you go through, you need to verbalize your fear. Talk to another woman. You know, that's where Breast Friends is so wonderful because you can talk to other women that understand that fear and then be able to move on with your life and do all the positive things that, that are way more important than stressing out over a little lump or bump. So, yeah, exactly. And like you you said, you know, whether it's um, things that come up because of menopause, you know, like when I had my very first chemo, boom, threw me right into menopause. And then all of a sudden you're having the symptoms and the side effects of menopause on top of the chemo, on top of whatever other types of treatment you've had. I did tamoxifen. I mean, it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, the, the things they throw at us that yeah. just keeps the fun coming absolutely, and coming. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, and you do find yourself having to take all of these things and, and, and put them where they need to be and find a way to make it your new normal. You know, not yeah. just just dwell on, oh, gosh, I, I now have to deal with this and this no. and this. You know, it's just it's just what you are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and And being grateful for... Every day, um, every opportunity to um, live and and move on. And, yeah, there's a lot of different um, things that we need to think about. The one thing that that I don't think I really thought about until after I'd gone through it and talked to many women was how it affected your your self-esteem, too. Oh, that's a big piece to the puzzle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because when it's, you know, when the the geography's changed, right? (laughs) The landscape landscape is definitely (laughs) different. Um, You know, the when you lose your hair, if you've gone through chemotherapy, of course, that's a low for sure. Um, So there's a lot of different things that that really make a difference as far as the you know how we see ourselves. Um, You know, even the even the chemo brain you know uh, my my confidence level to go back to work I wonder how long that chemo brain is is like a legitimate excuse for not remembering anything because I'm thinking (laughs) you know I think it's something that we should be able to stretch out it should be like a bonus card we can stretch it out because you know that's definitely happening to me I know and you know you talk about that and and something I'll share real quick that um when I was going through treatment, I actually, my first experience with breast friends, I had walked into the office and, you know, I was having a lot of anxiety. I had my, after my mastectomy, I had my expanders in, which uh, kind of set the stage for your new, your new chest area. And I, you know, I just didn't know what was going to be happening. And as I was, you know, stressing about it, I went into the office and this wonderful woman came in and she had just had the same procedure finished. She had her new girls. They looked fabulous. She was showing (laughs) 
showing them off and, you know, telling us all how great they felt. And I walked up to her, and I don't even know her at that time, and I said, gosh, you know, I still have my expanders. How are they? You know, how does it feel? She goes, here, come on over and have a feel. So we're standing in the breast friend's office, and I'm feeling her breasts, and I'm telling her how hard mine are, so she's feeling my breasts. And we're laughing, and I'm like going, hi, my name is so-and-so. And, you know, we met on that day, but we met because we were women who both had a need to share an experience. So it's, you know, it's such soul a sisters. We're soul sisters. <laughs> you know, we look at each other now and we're best friends and we're best friends. And, you know, that's the thing I think when women are looking to thrive beyond their illness, they have to find that connection like we offer at our different programs yeah. to find that, that connection that helps them get through these experiences, whatever it is, whether it's getting the new girls or thriving beyond their cancer. It's, yeah, you know, for sure. Girl power is important. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and again, I think just feeling like, okay, I'm not the only one that feels this yeah, way, right? Yeah. And I think that's a huge piece of it. And again, if if you see someone or talk to somebody who's been through a similar situation and, you know, you see them thriving later, then you can go, okay, if they can do it, I can do it, oh. you know, and that's a huge piece of that puzzle as well. So let's just, um, I don't know if everybody got to, to hear last week, but we also talked about some of the sexual issues that um, go along with all of this. And again, that's part of this new normal, if you will. I hate that word, but I guess it's it's really a good phrase because we are different than what we were before. So um um, what do you, you know, I know that the, the sexual piece is definitely a, a tough one, but, you know, it's a sensitive subject, but we need to have a conversation about it. And, and I think it's a subject that unfortunately doesn't get touched on by the medical community as much as it should be. And, and that's where, you know, to have other women to talk to and, and share your, you know, your fears and your concerns, whether it's um, the fear of how you're going to feel about yourself after the mastectomy, which... Gosh, that's a huge part of the process. Or if it's about just, you know, feeling that sensual being again after going through everything you've gone through. So, yeah, you're right. It's definitely a huge part to it. Yep. Well, we're getting close to a break here, so um, we'd love to hear from you. And so uh, if you would like to call in, the number is one 866 472 5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. And we'll carry on this conversation about thriving beyond cancer. Absolutely. We'll see you back in a minute. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. 
be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about thriving beyond cancer. I'd like to take a second to again invite people to call in if you have any questions or would like to make a comment or share your story. The number is one 866 472-5792. And right now we have Becky Olson on one of our co-founders on the line. She's out of town and she's missing us. So hi, Becky. Hi, you guys. Yes, I missed you terrifically. <laughs> so um, I've been listening for the last few minutes. I'm actually taking a break from a meeting I have to get back into. But, you know, I really just want to encourage the listeners to really pay heed to what you're talking about because there is life after cancer and we want to really encourage people to take hold of their journey, embrace it, feel the blessings of it. And I know they're in there, just sometimes hard to find, but, you know, there, there is so much hope. And you guys sound great, by the way. Good. <laughs> I well, picked a great I think co-host. <laughs> I, Yvonne's doing you good, honey. I've got some yeah. good shows to fill. Yeah, back. well, you guys yeah. have a great show. I'll listen to the whole thing later, but I have to get right. back to my meeting. So just well, wanted to say hello. thanks for calling in. We love All you. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Well, now it's my pleasure to introduce our guest today. Our guest is a 17-year breast cancer survivor. She's a credentialed life coach, an award-winning author, and an inspirational speaker. A woman after my own heart. I love it. Paula. Holland DeLong is an authority on how the lessons of survivorship can bring joy, passion, and purpose to anyone's life. Her survivorship coaching workshops have been featured in Cure, Breast Cancer Wellness, Coping with Cancer, and other magazines and media. So, gosh, Paula, welcome to our show. We're so excited to talk with you. Hi, Paula. Hey, I'm so thrilled to be here. I have to confess, I was just listening and nodding my head to everything y'all were saying before the break. (laughs) Yep, you kind of get the same uh, vibes as we do. So tell us about your personal battle uh, with cancer and how it turned into helping others. Well, I I think my my battle is kind of similar to everybody's. I was 37 and... um, was having a, a lump checked out that I had found, never had any expectation that it could possibly be cancer. And the next thing I knew, I was sitting in the, the surgeon's office uh, crying, going, how can this be happening to me? Oh. And even more importantly, what the heck is going to happen to me? What's next? Uh-huh. Yeah, what's and next? And so I, 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 did, I had a mastectomy. I had chemo. I actually ended up having like nine surgeries before it was all said and done. Oh. But the, the thing that I remember most was... Um, trying to keep my wig on straight and, and keeping my I'm fine face on while I was going through treatment because all I wanted was to get to the end of the treatment so I could be done with cancer and my life would go back to normal. Big yeah. surprise. <laughs> did, did it go back to normal? <laughs> well, no, I, it was funny. You know, after, after that ended, I went back for my 90-day follow-up with my doctor, and she's given me good news. Oh, everything's looking great. Looks like you're back to normal. And I looked at her, and I said, you know what? 
I'm afraid the cancer is spread to my brain because I don't feel normal. <laughs> the stuff that I used to do doesn't feel right anymore. I can't remember anything. My brain is fried. I have no energy. And, you know, there's probably something in some of the things I was doing before that made me sick. So, you know, I'm glad my breasts are good, but you need to check my brain. And she kind of <laughs> smiled and patted me on the shoulder and said, gosh, Paula, that's normal for where you are right now. And I kind of walked out the door going, well, thanks for giving me a heads up on that one. But, yeah. you know, I went on and it, it took me about three years to get to the point where I felt like I had my life back. I, uh, I really started when I became a volunteer for the Reach to Recovery program with the American Cancer Society and started visiting other women. Right. Who had gone through the same thing I had. And as I went, continued to do that, I realized that, that those people were having the same problems that I did and the same mm-hmm. challenges and that same trouble going back to normal after treatment ended. Mm-hmm. So I, I moved into a, a different world. I was in advertising before. I, I started doing life coaching, and I have now been survivorship coaching for almost 10 years. Nice. And it r- really has kind of led me into my my passion and my purpose in life because I really do feel like what I do now is what I was meant to do. I just didn't know how to do it before the cancer experience. Well, and Paula, you know what? We're kindred spirits oh, for so sure. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because I'm a certified life coach as well. And uh-huh. after putting breast friends together, that was the piece that really spoke to me as well. Because again, you know, there wasn't a lot of conversation about it. It was like, Yay, you should be grateful that you're alive, you know, kind of. (laughs) And that that didn't work for me either, you know. So there were a lot of women who just really needed some help. And it seemed like the more I talked about it, the more healing I went through. So there was definitely something there. I I could definitely say it. So how does life coaching really help people take back control of their lives? Well, that's a great question, and actually, before I talk about how, I would like to speak briefly to why. Okay, Because the real, the real question when the treatment ends isn't only what you're going to do. It's kind of really what's next. Who are you going to be? Normal isn't normal anymore. I, okay. I, I don't think I've met a single survivor who, who will say, yeah, I just stepped back into my old life and everything was fine. Most of us, if they, if they do, it was denial, honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But most of us, me included, I wanted to, I wanted to be healthier because I certainly didn't want the cancer to come back. Right. I wanted to make the most of the time I had because I had this whole new appreciation for the fact that it could be limited. And I, I, well, I, had, I wanted to give back, and I, I didn't know how. And for me, and I think for so many other survivors, it was a wake-up call. And the wake-up was this longing for more. You know, what I had was okay, what I was building as I came back was better, but there was still, like, a a longing from my spirit for something more. And whether people are going through wanting to make lifestyle changes, wanting to make more of their time, or wanting more, we as human beings, that's not an easy thing for us to do when we're not sick and we're not recovering from chemo and we haven't just had half of our chest ripped off. off. So (laughs) life coaching for me is is a way back for people who are not broken, but they're wounded. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and so for, for li- I think that's where life coaching can make a difference as opposed to therapy, as opposed to friends, as opposed to other survivors who aren't trained in, in facilitating change. 
Um, so the why is because we deserve more. We deserve to have that longing for more answered. And I, I believe that that's what life coaching does. Absolutely. That's very well spoken. I love that. So yeah. then, so how does life coaching then bring, bring back that control? Well, one of the things that, that is so great about life coaching is it, can, it brings you clarity. One of the things that I do, and I, a lot of coaches do, but when I start working with clients, we go through a three, three-step process where we really explore who you are as a person, what do you stand for, what do you dream of, what do you want from your life. And for so many people, even at the age that I was and older, have never really looked at that, that, that for themselves. So the clarity mm-hmm. comes yeah. from self-exploration, mm-hmm. exploring your personal values, looking at the things that light you up, looking at the things that bring you down, and creating permission in yourself to, to go for more, to, to be able to give yourself permission to do something different as opposed to what you've done before. So the yeah. clarity comes from finding out who you are and what you stand for. That then leads to a feeling of confidence because yes. the process, first of all, has normalized what you're feeling and you realize that you're not alone and you're, you're not failing at, at survivorship or cancer. Right. You're a normal human being having a normal human experience. But the confidence comes when you, can, you start knowing why you're doing it and it's honoring who you are. And yeah. then the more, the more you start to do a few new things and practice it, you kind of go from the, oh, my God, it's so hard, I can't do it, into the energy of, oh, my God, I did it, and it feels great, I want to do more. And, <laughs> yes, you know, absolutely. And I'm not sure I never really felt that to a huge degree before my cancer experience. But life well, coaching... Yeah, and I mean, it's amazing how how many times we've talked to people and we ask them what they want and they have no clue. Oh, yeah, yeah. That seems to be a common denominator for most women. It's normal, it's human. (laughs) Exactly. And so being able to really um, go do some soul searching and really think about what is it that I really want that that really wakes up my soul, that that really brings me joy, um, and, and not necessarily just taking care of other people, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. of course, a lot of us tend to do, right? <laughs> well, and Paula, I, I love the, the comment that I've heard many times that says, um, adults only grow on the rack. And I, I think it's so true that, you know, when you go through a difficult time, that's when you really sort of step back and take a good look at your life. And, you know, we can do status quo and, and stay the same fairly easily until something mm-hmm. shakes us up. And, mm-hmm. you know, as much as none of us want cancer, none of us want to have it back, none of us want to go through what we've been through, most of us don't want to trade back the new person that we are. We It's like we've grown into something so much more after the cancer that is is just to be cherished and once you find that person through those techniques you're talking about I think we we have such a wonderful opportunity to really look at life with a new perspective and and it's such a joy to know that you can come through cancer and have so many things in your world be okay and be great and be wonderful. So mm-hmm. yeah, just finding those things. <laughs> just it's like waking up. Yeah, you know, it it's like you know, all of a sudden, woo, the colors are brighter. <laughs> it's, it's like the song says: you go skydiving and you know yeah, you do exactly. all the things you want to do in life. So mm-hmm. really do. And uh, I remember um, 
not maybe a week or so after I got out of the hospital after my mastectomy, and I was, you know, I was reeling, and I, I went to lunch at TGI Fridays by myself, and the waitress was so nice to me, it made me cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, I, I, it does. It just it opens you up. The, and the I, challenge I was, uh, opens you up. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. As a survivor, too, don't you find that you now make those random acts of kindness happen to other people as much as you can? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that I didn't know what gratitude was until I I started to come back to life after after the experience. And uh, and what a sad way to live, you know? Well, it is. But again, I think it's part of, you know, it's like you go down this path of life and you think you know what you want and... You wake up one day after going through a, a crazy trauma like like cancer, and you it your life just doesn't fit like it used to. And again, part of that is looking at your mortality. Part of that is realizing, woo, you know, I never really thought that I was going to die someday. I mean, we know that intellectually, but now you kind of really pay attention to it. And so those things that we've put off for some day are all of a sudden now, ooh, maybe I need to put some urgency around those things, exactly. right? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so tell us about your company. What's next for my life? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because when I, when I first founded my company in 2001, the name was Coach for Living, and that was before cancer. So I was already kind of engaged in the idea that maybe there could be more, but um, it came from my volunteer experiences um, when I was doing the Reach to Recovery work and, and visiting hundreds of women. Um, I just got started to realize that these common themes that, that were happening and the question that everybody asked was, what's next for my life? Yep. <laughs> and, you know, so uh, fortunately that name was available and, and I, I bought it. But um, what, what happened with me is I, I, it kind of fell into it almost organically. I had been carrying around a folder uh, for an end-of-treatment workshop that I had an idea for. I know, and you, I know you guys do a workshop like that. Yep. And when I went to my very first coach training session, there was a doctor also in the training from Fort Lauderdale. And I said, wow, you're a doctor. I'm a coach on a mission. Do you know an oncologist that I could pilot this workshop with? And he did. So I started with the workshop, took it into some of the cancer treatment centers and organizations, and then I was learning so much that I wanted to find another way to help, so I developed um, two self-guided journals. One is the What's What's Next for My Life uh, companion journal for cancer patients, and it is for people, caregivers and patients who are going through treatment, and it speaks to a lot of the things that you guys were talking about, the things that the doctors don't tell you. What do you do about sex? How and when do you tell people? Why do people say crazy things? How do you, how do you stand up for the information you need from your doctor? So all of those things. And then the second one is the What's Next After Cancer Treatment Ends Life book, and it walks people through the process that I did in my workshops. And and what I and I, when I started these, I pulled survivors from around the country, and I asked them what they want, what they wish they would have known while they were going through treatment and when treatment ended. So that was able to kind of solidify some of the issues that I had seen in my own work, and uh, and and just kept on coaching and kept on doing stuff. And as time has gone by, I've been, like I said, I'm 17, 18 years out. 
I fell into, as part of my own growth, a lot of um, alternative and complementary ways to be healthier. And what has really risen to the forefront in my work um, is expressive arts. Uh, I do a lot of work. We play with crayons in my workshops. And oh, arts do, and crafts. Yeah, we, Don't I, we love I ask that? my clients to buy a, a foam <laughs> bat so they can let, release frustration. And, and so that has really become into the forefront for what's next for my life for me and for the people that I'm working with. And uh, it's been a wonderful thing. I, I took up watercolor painting a few years ago. And oh, good. Something that I had let go of mm-hmm. when I, when I, I, after I got out of school. And I actually have reached the point now where I have, I have some paintings in two different shows for the first wow. time ever. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, have been become a process called soul collage facilitator. I'm actually doing my first solo collage workshop, leading it this weekend. Well, that so sounds fun. Me, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's amazing. And, you know, though I would never, ever have wished cancer on anybody, I am so grateful for it happening in my life and giving me the wake-up call that I needed to become who I was really meant to be. I've never been happier than I was before. And I guess what I'm kind of evolving into now is is trying to bring the work outside of the arena of cancer because I have to tell you it it makes me it makes me angry that it had to take a wake up call like cancer for me to give myself permission to live live my best life. And I want to help people do that and they don't have to have a cancer to do it, but for cancer patients and survivors like us it becomes urgent. It's not optional anymore. It's oh, what we so have to do true. to live, you know? It's yeah. so and true because we want, we want to be able to um, really live the fullest life we can, use the, use the skills and the talents that God blessed us with, and then be able to then help other people find those things as well. At least that's my, my take on life. <laughs> I'm right there with you, and, and that's, that's what I feel like my mission is, is, is it's giving, helping people get that wake-up call no matter yeah. how it comes about, but to take advantage of it. Because the older we get, at least I'm certainly finding, I'm 57 now, that um, if, it, if not now, when? <laughs> you know, exactly, there, because yeah. there's never any guarantees for tomorrow. So no. we're getting pretty close to our break, so I want to make sure that we um, mention the fact that you were on um, on the magazine of the Breast Cancer Wellness uh, with the publisher Beverly Vote, She's going to be uh, uh, one of our guests on March 11th. And I want to make sure people can reach you if, uh, if they are interested in talking more about this with you, Paula. Can you tell us a little bit how to reach you? Absolutely. Um, my website is whatsnextformylife.com, and for is spelled out F-O-R. If, um, if you would like to talk to me on the phone, you can reach me at 954-565-6894. My email is paula at what's next for my life. And you can find me on Facebook under the what's next for my life name or under my name, Paula Holland DeLong. Thank you so much for being our guest today, oh, Paula. Thank you, Paula. You know, it's it seems pleasure. like... It seems like uh, there's definitely some common chords here, and so I look forward to having more conversations with you in the future. So it looks like we're both doing kind of the same sort of work, and I I love that, you know, because there's enough cancer for everybody, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yes. I love the way that survivorship coaching is growing. 
I just oh, I love it's, it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really it's great. So thank you again uh, for being our guest today. It's time to go to break. So I want to invite anybody who's interested in calling uh, 1-866-472-5792. And we will be on break for just a couple of minutes. And we'll be back again to talk more about Thriving Beyond Cancer. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking about thriving beyond cancer today. Um, and it, it, this is a different topic because, again, it's like after you've finished all your cancer treatment and you are kind of at that place where it's like, okay, what's next now? Um, I'm actually in the process of finishing my book. Oh, so excited. With this title. And so we're real I'm really excited. So if there's any publishers out there or any (laughs) literary agents that just want to get on this topic, I'm certainly interested in chatting with you. But in the meantime, um, you actually did go through the workshop, right? I did. I did. It was it was an amazing experience. And and it came at a time when, you know, I think I mentioned earlier in the show that I, I was having so much anxiety after I got the word that I was cancer free and you know, I was pacing and I you know, I couldn't talk to my friends about how I felt because I I didn't feel like I wanted to weigh them down with more burden because I was done and I should have been moving on. But I knew emotionally I wasn't there yet and I didn't know how to get there. And again, I I found the Breast Friends organization at just the perfect time for me because that was really when I needed that help the most. And I went to your wonderful workshop and I remember sitting there and and you were were giving us all kinds of wonderful information and, and, you know, we were all kind of nodding our head. (laughs) 
as we do. You know, nothing's like sitting in a room full of bobblehead women. Right. As we all kind of go, yes, yes, that's exactly how I feel. And You're speaking my song. You know, and, and just having that uh, moment of clarity that I wasn't alone, that this wasn't something I was going to have to go through alone, just gave me so much power and positive energy. And then, you know, you, you had a way of phrasing something that has stuck with me my entire life since there. And that was, you said, find your twinkle. Mm. <laughs> yep. And, you know, I, 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 it was such a simple world that twinkle just opened up this light in my heart. And I thought, yeah, I need to find the thing that makes me feel good now mm-hmm. that I've gone through all of this. And for me, it actually was like you and like Paula serving the breast cancer community. So, you know, that's been a segue that, you know, I'm very proud of because I feel like I've taken the energy that I got through my process and I've turned it towards something really positive. And, and that was really what you were trying to drive home with all of us was Find that thing that makes you twinkle. Find the thing that makes your life happy and positive. Exactly. And sometimes we get so bogged down in the day-to-day-to-day stuff, you know, and maybe it's that job that, yeah, it, it brings in the paycheck, but... You know, it really drains your energy and it just doesn't make you happy. You know, it doesn't, doesn't like feed your soul. And, and again, I think there's, there's so many things that we can do. You know, you know, when you sit across from somebody and all of a sudden they talk about their grandkids Mm -hmm. or their dog or something and they just light up, right? That's the twinkle we're talking about. That's, you know, when somebody, talks about something and they get really animated and they get excited and their eyes literally twinkle and that's kind of what that that comment uh, relays to it it's it's one of those things where sometimes we take for granted our strengths and our talents that come easy to us for instance I took this test one time several years ago when I was in corporate America to find my strengths and my number one strength was positivity oh i love that well you <laughs> would think, how do you use it but you yeah you would have thought i would have loved that too but unfortunately it actually irritated me because i i took it from the place like really i know i'm mary sunshine so what <laughs> what am i supposed to do with that Right. And the reality is I do breast friends. I do life coaching. I allow women to be able to find their twinkle. And so that's my twinkle. That's that's what I am passionate about is being able to share that hope and inspiration with them. But again, until we really because that's who I was as a as a woman, as a person, we take for granted sometimes our basic skills, our talents, these gifts that we've been given, and we take them for granted. And unfortunately, when we do that, we don't share them like we would like to, right? Oh, yeah. I think as women, you know, we have a tendency to, to almost take the back seat 
you know, rather than getting into the driver's seat and saying, this is the way I'm going to go, we tend to kind of say, okay, I need to make sure everyone around me is going the direction they need to go first. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see what's left for me, you yeah. know, where I'm going to, where I'm going to take my, my journey is right. going to be not necessarily secondary, but we're always thinking about the people around us. And, and I do think that this particular experience really makes you focus in on, all right, what do I want to make good with this time I've been given? It's, right. it's a gift. It so, is a gift. Yeah. And again, embracing that to the place where, you know, uh, thinking about what is going to make you happy. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I always say, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy, right? <laughs> And if we, again, are giving, 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 and we're not filling up our own cup, guess what? We don't have anything more to give. And then we become resentful. And all of these emotions that come up that don't feel good to us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know um, the workshop I attended was the weekend workshop that was local, where for people who are working, you can come to that and not necessarily go away for a weekend, but you also do an amazing Thriving Beyond workshop at the coast. Yes. I I hear stories about how much fun you guys have. Well, you know, nothing's better than than having coffee in your jammies with like (laughs) seven, eight, nine other people who get it, who really understand where you've, where you've been and, you know, have been on a similar journey and you can share from a very, very deep place. So it is absolutely a great, um, great workshop. And so when, um, when, when you went through the workshop did you ever go through, okay, what do I want to do when I grow up? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, and I, did I go through? I'm still going through. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely at that time in my life was, was like the barge. I was in the open sea, and I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. I have bought some residual issues through my treatment through cancer. You know, that's another thing that that oftentimes when we go through chemotherapy and radiation, we have um, physical things that follow us. And those physical things can sometimes limit us to what we're able to go back to and do. And, you know, having having a situation, I have peripheral neuropathy in my feet. So, you know, I have some challenges that I'm, I'm having to readjust sort of my, my goals in life. I'm not going to be hiking seven miles anytime in the near future. No. Darn it. And, uh, you know, the things that I can do now, I know, you know, I have to readjust my expectations of my life. So my version of thriving beyond the the illness also carries that extra little bit of baggage. But, you know, I'm I'm learning how to put it in my backpack and take it with me. So Well, and, and that's huge because, again, if we dwell on what we've lost... Right? Yeah. yeah. Or what we're limited to, we unfortunately will get into this very negative space. Oh, and I've met women who are trapped. They're, it's almost like they, they, they can't even reach their bootstraps to pull themselves up. And, and you just know that, you know, the energy that they're burning in that place is so hard on their, their spirit and their, their physical well-being. I mean, exactly. positivity, you know, don't let anybody ever tell you that a positive energy and positive spirit doesn't help you heal through all phases of cancer. So, And also another thing that I find um, helpful is if you help others... 
oh gosh, yeah. You know what? You're going to find somebody who's worse off in you <laughs> than you <laughs> every time. And um, again, it makes you more grateful. I mean, I remember um, one of our one of our gals who we've been you know connected with breast friends for many many years, and she had. To, she had a kinked bowel, and she ended up having to have emergency surgery and having a colostomy. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Some of those kinds of things are just like I can't even imagine, wrap my head around those kinds of things. But at the same time, you know, being grateful, looking at her situation and being grateful that I can actually sit down and go to the bathroom normally, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes you have to get down to that base level of gratitude because some days it doesn't seem like there's anything to be grateful for well, when we're in that, you know, awful place. Yeah, and it, and it is human nature. To, to The pity pool is, is a big place. It is a big place. So, <sighs> so again, being grateful is a huge thing to be able to um, grasp. And, and a, a tip that I know I pass on to a lot of ladies is just find three things. And if it comes... Um, if it comes right down to it, you know, get right to the base level. I have two feet and they work. You know, I can walk from here to the mailbox. I mean, sometimes it comes like right down to that. Um, again, being able to pay it forward to somebody else and being able to use your experience, good, bad, or indifferent, um, there's always a lesson in it. Absolutely. And, and I, whether I'm on the phone or standing in front of the group at the Survivor Luncheon, that feeling of knowing that we're connected. Uh, you know, life, life is a village. And I think if people would spend more time looking at everyone around them as a member of their village rather than isolating themselves, if we just took two seconds to reach out and say, you know, how are you doing today? Or even just giving someone a smile. You know, it can be a total stranger that, that your smile makes a difference in their day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, volunteering your time and, oh. and your talents. Um, that's huge. I know Breast Friends uh, has uh, lots of opportunities to volunteer. We have a, a, a gala, our big fundraising co- yes. coming up, right, on, on May 7th. So there's always things that we can do to um, to reach out and help somebody else yeah. if you're or twinkle, an organization. Mm-hmm. If you're out there and your twinkle leads you to help other women, then give us a call because we may be able to set you up in a program that works well within your parameters and gives you a chance to really, you know, make a difference in someone else's life. It's it's a great feeling. It's my twinkle and it definitely is a twinkle worth lighting the sky with. Absolutely. So, again, trying to figure out what it is that you can use your talents and your time for outside of of, of yourself. And I think you'll find, um, you'll always find somebody who needs you uh, oh, to, yeah. to be able to pitch in and help. So, I want to thank Yvonne for co-hosting oh. today. This has been so fun. I'll be back. As uh, yeah, exactly. And we missed Becky today, but we definitely appreciate your time and talent um, here on the radio show with me today. And I want to thank Paula for joining us today. Um, 
she's got a lot of wonderful, oh. wonderful tips um, on on her website and in her book that she was talking about. So we want to make sure you tune in next week as we explore nutrition um, to reduce the risk of recurrence and weight loss and all of the things that go along after you've gone through a a, a breast cancer or a cancer experience. Our guest is Dr. Ken Weiser, head of the Integrative Medicine at Providence Health Systems. Well, thank you, everyone, for turning in. We've had a wonderful time talking with all of you. And please remember that uh, there oh, – yes, please remember, see, my chemo brain just kicked in. Didn't you love that? <laughs> There's always hope, and we're here to help you find it. So blesses, blessings to all of you out there. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.